Welcome to Relish. Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt. And I'm Tim Gallagher. And in this episode, number three, we're going to consider a very important question. And that is, what are our kitchen essentials? That's a great question. But first, let's catch up with what, something we were talking about uh, in our previous episode, which is our pizza episode. Um, we discussed a cauliflower crust, Mark, if you recall that. I do recall. And you had an opportunity to, to try and make that? Yep. We tried it out, and it turned out pretty well. Um, tasted good. Um, overall, very labor-intensive. Um, but it turned out nice. If you really needed a gluten-free pizza, then this could be the answer. Um, the downsize, the downside is takes a lot of work to get one 10-inch pie, and you're using about two pounds of cauliflower. That's a lot. That's a lot. And the takeaway is don't eat two pounds of cauliflower in one sitting. Uh, you could have an allergic reaction. It happened in this house. Okay. Uh, uh, word to the wise. <laughs> yeah. So it works. Just be careful. <laughs> right, right, right. And possibly we may have uh, a recipe for that eventually? We definitely will. Okay. And a um, a video of mm, the process. Excellent. So we're, we're working on that. Um, go to relishpod.com. Um, that's our website. Uh, we're going to be posting videos. Uh, any recipes we talk about on the podcast will be found at uh, relishpod.com, um, as well as any of our previous episodes. So on to this week's, uh, what, what do you call it? <laughs> so now on to this week's topic, kitchen essentials. Kitchen essentials. I think we've broken this down in several components. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first, I think first and foremost, we should probably talk about tools and what's essential to you and what's essential to me. And I think we probably have some similarities and maybe just a couple differences. But uh, why don't you name just a few, Tim? Okay. Well, number one, tools. Number one in the subject of tools will be knives, the most important thing. Eight-inch chef's knife. Mark, characteristics of an eight-inch chef knife. Uh, for me, it's all about weight distribution. I'm looking for uh, high-grade uh, steel, um, mm -hmm. something balanced. Again, in my portfolio, if I if I have one knife, it's going to be a nice eight-inch chef's knife. Yeah, right. You know? mm -hmm. To go along with that, a boning knife. Sure. Boning okay. knives are great. Yep. And nice and flexible. Again, some good, good grade steel, but you know, you want some flexibility there. This one needs to be flexible to yes. follow along the bone and Correct. separate the meat. Yep. And, uh, also a good offset serrated knife. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I like the offset myself as opposed to just a straight knife. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, a little easier on the knuckles, you know, cut yeah. into bigger things, you know, your boule breads and your baguettes and stuff. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Well, you're not getting your knuckles into your nice bread. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you could throw in there a paring knife, something small that you could do your smaller cuts with. Keep right. keep everything sharp. Yeah. What, Agreed. What we would like to say is these, uh, these blocks of knives that people like to get where you have 20, 25 knives in one block 
you're going to end up using almost none of those. So forget it. Right. Get yourself three to four good knives and Make you're that your done portfolio. with it. Right. Make you're, that your portfolio for knives. Okay. So Agreed. with that in mind, what are we going to cut on? Well, we're going to need cutting boards, Tim. Oh, yeah. Cutting boards. I know uh, I'm a fan personally. I mean, I have uh, wooden cutting boards. I do have some synthetic cutting boards. Uh, both are very practical. Uh, my main argument for cutting boards is about the size. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to work on a little tiny cutting board. You know, my preference is something at least probably uh, two by two, mm-hmm. two foot by two foot. Minimum, right? Yeah, minimum, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm just always looking to give myself plenty of space to work on, mm-hmm. you know. So you mentioned the synthetic in the restaurant. That's mainly what you use, correct? Primarily, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. For, yeah. Yep. For, uh, for any specific reasons? Uh, well, one, it is a little gentler on the knife itself, uh, but primarily the big thing is uh, clean, mm. keep it clean. You're able to run it through the dishwasher, um, sanitary. They're great. Yeah. You know? Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of, we have a lot of wooden cutting boards, cutting boards here. You say you use them. A big thing to remember is you have to oil these wooden cutting boards and they'll last forever. Right. Mineral oil. Sometimes you can get mineral oil infused with beeswax. The beeswax will give a nice seal on that cutting board. And uh, they won't stain as easily. So, mineral oil. Good idea. I like that. Uh, anything else on cutting boards? That uh, pretty much clears it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And uh, let's see. Um, thankfully, we can edit all the ums and oh, let's yeah. see's out. Okay, tools. So, this is where we want to do microplanes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, sticking with tools to wrap this up. Um, another hand, nice handheld tool will be a microplane. Okay. You want to explain that? Yeah. So, um, typically this is what you're going to grate with. Um, you can go from cheese, you can, uh, you know, do rinds for zest. Um, you can do, uh, grating vegetables, anything like that. These are nice and sharp. They have a handle on one end and usually about eight to 12 inches long. Right. Um, it's a great tool to have. You can do many things with it. Right. A microplane is a, is a brand name, right? Uh, yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. So um, good quality. You know, there definitely are cheaper graders out there, but it's pretty multifunctional grader. Um, again, something that I would like to see most people have in a, in a basic setup of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, very practical. Very, very practical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, along, along those lines, I think a couple other things that probably would fall under the tools would be, uh, grinders, like simple grinders, mm-hmm. pepper mills. Yeah. Uh, for me, pepper mill is, is a must have, mm-hmm. you know, nothing like freshly grated pepper corns, yeah. uh, versus the stuff that's already been pre-grated years ago and it's sitting in the can and mm-hmm. it's going to give you a little bit of spice, but probably not a whole lot of flavor. Yeah. You know, the good. oils have long gone. Yeah. Okay. Good call. And if you're going to buy a grinder. Uh, you know, try to get one that, that looks like it's going to last. In this house, we've gone through three or four, and right. I finally spent some money and bought a good one right. that I can't break. Right. At least haven't broken yet. Right. Yeah. And, again, these are probably things uh, – some of these things you definitely can find at your yeah. local, you know, Martins or something like that. But I, I definitely, you know, in the world that we live in, go to the Amazon, you know, check out some websites, you know, mm-hmm. and, and read some reviews and just check some things out. Okay. Uh, anything else as far as essentials now, you know, this is of course, uh, you know, you're going to need spatulas. 
you're gonna need uh you're gonna need tongs you know there's all you know there's there's definitely some basics in there for sure it goes on and on and on but uh we want to touch on things that we feel are the most important that you can't live without having good quality knives cutting boards planers and grinders right especially if you're just starting out and and trying to take on the challenge of cooking that you know say Mm -hmm. i want to start cooking yeah right yeah okay um, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, we kind of move into, we've touched on that. I think the next thing that really we need to talk about is, is pots and pans. Pots and pans. Right. Um, you know, can start us off here, Tim. Okay. If you want. All right. Well, we both agree and we are both lovers of cast iron. It's the granddaddy for me. Yeah. You can yeah. do everything with it. You right. get a, you get an H you can, all right. Uh, you can do any size from 8, 10 to 12 inch. Yep. And tell us about all the things we can do in cast iron, Mark. Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, you can essentially do anything in a cast iron that any of these other pots are going to uh, do for you. You know, they, they definitely act as a nonstick uh, pan. They're going to act as a saute pan. Um, you can definitely, you know, stovetop. You can put them in the oven. You can put them on a grill. Um, very, very versatile, you know. Yep. Um, searing in them, um, you know, brazing, they're, they're, they're just multi-versatile. Yes, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you, you say you have some chicken thighs, and you can get yourself a nice brown on the chicken thighs, take them out, saute whatever kind of vegetables you might want, add some liquid, put the thighs back in, and braise for a half hour or how, yep. however long in yep. the same pan. Yep. And the same thing, you can throw that right in the oven and not not have to worry about right. it as long as you don't burn your hand as you're taking it out. Right. Or you could even transfer it right out to your grill if you want. That's exactly right. Many, many things you can do with it. Yep. Now, something a little less versatile but essential is a nonstick pan. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. Heats up really quickly, usually pretty thin aluminum. Right. But, you know, this is where you, you can fry an egg really quickly in this or, right. uh, you know, whatever else you might be doing. Again, 8, 10, 12-inch. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I tend to stick in that probably 10-inch range. Yeah. Especially maybe when it comes to the cast iron, a little bit bigger than 12. But, mm-hmm. yeah, my saute pans, nonstick pans, probably 10 inches. Perfect. Yep. Um, okay. How about saucepans? I, I personally like a nice, thick-bottomed saucepan correct that's exactly right that's mm. the main thing i'm looking for um again you know you don't need a whole lot of these in your uh, mm. you know in your portfolio right away but mm. it is nice just to have something simple but again go for that thick bottom mm-hmm. um something that's going to hold sauces well make sauces yeah yeah pretty basic stuff again, yeah these and i think are essentials. And, 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 and again these aren't huge pots these are um what are we talking probably a two quart three quart yeah sure and then to end with and something that eventually you really do have to have is a nice big stock pot. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one if you're going to be, uh, you know, uh, after the day after Thanksgiving when you have your turkey carcass and you're going to make broth. You know, this is where you're going to need your nice big, I, I don't even know, 10 quart. Is that? Well, I think it's probably probably close, uh, maybe up to 20. You yeah, know, so now somewhere we're talking. It's a big, bigger range. How big do you use in the restaurant? Uh, well, we're using pretty big ones there, mm-hmm. but um, I, you know, I think I have a thirty quart. That's huge. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. um, you know, you definitely want to get something. Again, 
with stock pots, the main thing that I'm looking here for is uh, the the handles on the side. You know, mm-hmm. you definitely want something that that's where I'm looking for the strength on this mm-hmm. because nothing worse than picking up a stock pot. And eventually the handles fall off. And you don't want, uh, you know, it's just the danger trap right there. That's a good call. So yeah. you really need something well built. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, you know, we good. can probably talk about uh, just a simple saute pan in there as well. Okay. This is going to be similar, very similar to a nonstick pan. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not going to have all those coatings on there. You know. Yeah. It so could be a, it probably could be stainless steel. Stainless steel is nice. I mean, you can do mm. copper. You can do... I mean, there's copper out there. There's, uh, uh, you know, your basic aluminum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but just uh, you know, a simple saute pan. Again, the the you know the idea behind these pans, you're gonna heat them up, get some heat in it. Um, then you're you know you're kind of working with your fats or your oils in the bottom mm-hmm. of the pan. It's gonna create your nonstick. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're a beginning cooker, <laughs> if you're sorry, let me say that again. If you're a beginner cook. Get your pan hot, add your fat or your oil, and then add your ingredients. Correct. Yep. You want when your ingredients hit the pan, you want them to sizzle, pop, or whatever they're supposed to do. That's what you want to hear. You don't want quiet food hitting a cold pan. Right. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Does that, does that sound professional? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I do just want to mention cast iron one more time. Because <laughs> we love cast because iron. Because we do love cast iron. No, but honestly uh, – <laughs> Uh, the, the one thing that I did want to mention about cast iron is you could actually use it as a fryer, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're deep enough. So if you actually wanted to do like a, you know, uh, you know, fry some chicken or something like that, you can definitely use it as a fryer. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll hold the oil, but cast iron, love it. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, that's correct. Our producer has reminded us that when if you are new to cast iron, um, what you want to do is you can purchase them pre-seasoned. Or if they're raw iron, raw cast, then what you do is you add oil and heat it slowly. And this is how you season your cast iron. But mostly what you want to do is cook with it. Um, I'm a big fan of cooking bacon, and that's a good way to season a cast iron. You can also buy them enameled. Those are a little more expensive. Um, But if you go and buy yourself a nice, large, pre-seasoned cast iron pan, you're in business. You're ready to go. And then make sure to use, uh, just use plain hot water when you clean them. No scouring pans, pads. If you have food stuck to the bottom of it, let it soak in water or maybe transfer it back to the heat on the stove to release that food. But don't use any, any kind of degreaser to clean these up. Definitely not. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think bare minimum, you might get away just a little bit of soapy water, but, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, just. Just warm water will clean them up. Yeah, because yeah. all your hard work of seasoning will be gone. Right, and then you're back yeah. to square definitely, one. Definitely no, uh, nothing abrasive. Okay, you know, throw the throw those. Uh, what do they call them? The uh, Brillo pads. Brillo pads. Yeah, toss those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Save it for something else. Yeah, it's, send them to the ocean. Right. <laughs> cool. The ocean. I think that's good. Go move on to appliances. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? This is this is way better. Yeah. And I feel like you're getting your points across, but mm-hmm. it's not people aren't gonna be bored with what they're hearing or like, oh, this is not information. Yeah. And then what I want to do is I want to compile basically everything that you said. I'm gonna email both of you a list of um, things on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you think that that's yeah, that's good, and that means 
so that can go on your Amazon page and your website. So cool. that way people can get they can build their portfolio um using your website. Cool. You're still recording, right? Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, this is just I mean it's 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 kind of a boring subject and moving through is is so the way to make it go. Well, that's right. Yeah, I don't mean to say like that was. But for the novice person cooking and the person that already has all these things in their kitchen, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, yeah, I agree," or "No, I don't agree." Or, Man, this takes too long. I want to move forward. So right. I have to stop listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say appliances. Moving to appliances. Yeah, I say once you've got that, you feel comfortable. Keep following appliances because it's like just a tiny bit easier than that. Yeah. You want to bring us into appliances, Mark? Yeah. So what do we got here? Just real quick. So uh, yeah. immersion blender. So I'm sure we could go all day, Tim, and talk about uh, pans, especially our favorite cast iron. But let's let's move past that right now and let's talk about appliances a little bit. Um, you know, these aren't necessarily essentials, mm -hmm. but as we're kind of putting, you know, our portfolio of our, our cooking um products together we could probably and somewhat on these these higher end uh mm -hmm. things that are definitely nice to have yeah i agree i think they touch they just touch that line of essential right if you've got a couple bucks to spend these are things that are be good to have and make your life easier for sure so you have some favorites oh i do uh, I, I would like to start with an immersion blender something i use all the time um and these you can get uh specific attachments so basically what it is, it's, it's, I think that a lot of times they're described as a wand and you can immerse them. <laughs> right. So called immersion blender in liquids. And instead of transferring a liquid to a blender, you, that it's been eliminated That's and tough, you can right. just push your stick down in and it will, uh, it will blend. I need to do this over again. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to go right back to say, so Mark, I would like to say my favorite appliance is going to be an immersion blender. It's a handheld tool that, um, a lot of times is described as a wand. And what this does is eliminates your need to transfer hot liquids into a blender. You can blend soups or whatever it is right in your pot that you're cooking in right much safer and easy to use right a lot of times they also come with attachments so um you can get uh small food processors for instance and this is something we use almost every single day to make uh salad dressing oh right yeah. Yeah. so yeah um, Really I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So, so like vinaigrettes and yeah, absolutely anything like that. Yep. And, and when you say an attachment, is it actually attaching to it, or are you are you still making that dressing like in a mixing bowl or something? Nope, you're not. You're so basically what you get is a maybe a two cup container that has a blade that fits in there, oh, and yeah, nice. your the wand attaches to the top of that container moves the blade and mixes everything for you. Right. So it's, it's very convenient. And then also we'll have a whisk attachment and you can make, okay. uh, you can make say whipped cream with that fresh uh, whipped right. cream, right. that sort of thing. And so you don't have to buy the cool whip, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, any particular brand you have? We have a Braun, okay. uh, which I think is a pretty typical brand. Right. Um, there's a lot of them out there nowadays. Black right. & Decker probably makes one and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So right. super, right. it's a great thing. Uh, and is this cordless? or co- is, is, it, No, all, you plug it in. It is, is wired. There yeah. might be some cordless, right. but I, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, yourself? Appliances? Uh, well, you know, my probably my... Uh, Probably my top. I mean, we're 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 kind of going on the high end here, but you know, table mixer again. You know, table mixer like a f- um uh, like a KitchenAid. Oh, okay, sure. Right, table mixer again. You can get all the attachments. You know, you get the pasta yeah. pasta maker with it. You got your meat grinder. Simple, uh, yeah, you can do meat. You can dough hooks. Meat, dough hooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Um, and again, you know, over the years, these have definitely gotten a lot more affordable for the common man. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to go high end, mm-hmm. uh, but KitchenAid is definitely a nice brand, and there's definitely different brands out there, but KitchenAid's a nice brand. And what's nice about these is they've been around forever, and you don't have to buy a brand new. Oh, right. You know, brand new KitchenAid. Um, ours, in our house, is probably at least 30 years old. Oh, yeah. It's been passed down. Right. They're uh, workhorses. They certainly are. Yeah. And we just continue to buy different attachments for them, and they all work, and everything is just great. And along with that is our food processor. Our food processor might be 30 to 35 years old, right? and we just continue to use it. Right. It's a four-quart food processor, does all our, you know, if you need to do a lot of quick chopping or anything like that, right. um, anything you need to, to mix that you don't want to do by hand is done by a food processor. Right. You don't have to buy brand new. These things can be purchased affordably because when you're buying them new, they they can they're up there. They they can get expensive. Absolutely, absolutely. How about go ahead? Well, one of my other favorite ones uh, that that actually you guys had turned me on to a few years ago oh. was uh, a conduction um, oh. burner. Induction. I'm sorry, <laughs> induction. <laughs> right, really? I even wrote it wrong. <laughs> uh, an induction burner. Um, and this would be uh do you want to explain this a little bit more what uh, it does okay so basically the way i understand it is there are magnets in okay let's let's back up it's an electric hot plate essentially and inside are magnets and the magnets react with specific metals that would be your pot or pan and that reaction reaction causes heat and that's all these things work off of right so what you can use on a an induction burner is anything that a magnet attaches to and one of those things would be mark cast iron oh baby yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) cast iron uh stainless steel copper and there might be something else out there. Right. So your ceramic pans is not going to work. Um, aluminum pans doesn't work, right? But I think it does work on the the uh, the ceramic coated. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Know, That's right. It's just the, a coating. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah we, so it's what what you know. A couple great things about this is you know, they're great for traveling. You know, or if you have a small apartment. Um, where you don't really have a burner, but if you're going to be in a hotel room or something, mm-hmm. you can actually take this in your room. If they're really safe. There's no. Yeah. Don't tell uh, them though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't tell them. I, I, and I think safety is is a big selling point to these. It really is. You're not going to burn yourself on this on this thing. You're right. not going to set the 
curtains on fire, and I don't know. Right. Because um, so. they're flameless. Yes, they're no flame. flameless. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And they only heat the pot or the pan. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're great. So how about another one of our favorite things, the crock pot? Yep. This is a this is a, an everyday everyday occurrence, I think. It's a you family gotta, favorite. It's a family favorite. Absolutely. Tons of recipes out there. Uh, makes life a lot easier for the working man. Mm-hmm. Um, put something or together woman. in the morning. Or woman. Working Absolutely. man and woman. Well, I meant, I meant <laughs> the working man. <laughs> Both of us. Men That's and right. women. Everybody. You know, the working folk. Right. <laughs> Um, but, but, but absolutely, this is a beautiful thing. The crock pot, you know, put something in, in the morning, come home, mm-hmm. got a nice family meal, yeah. you know, whatever you need. Sauces, you know, let it simmer all day, all kind of practical applications. Nice. Yeah. Any other appliances you, you have in mind that we're not touching on? Uh, you know, there's a couple simple things out there. A mandolin. It's nice. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that might fall under, uh, the, the, um, Tools. The, the tool section, um, <clears throat> but I think that's pretty well covers it for me. You know, you've already mentioned a blender, or you know, you're a immersion blender. Mm-hmm. You know, but a different, you know, like a, a table blender, yeah, maybe. Um, if you're making smoothies, sure, right. So, you know, smoothies are great. Shoot, you could do that with an immersion blender. Right. So we could go on. I think we need to limit. These are our essentials, everybody. Right. Okay. Good. Okay. We've gone through tools. We've gone through pots and pans. We've gone through appliances. Now our essential spices. Yeah. I think, uh, I think spices, oils, those things kind of fall under here. Okay. Got a few. Well, salt, pepper, um, pepper grinder, salt, I mean, sea salt. Sure. Um, definitely good. Um, you can get salt grinders. We use that here in our house. Um, I don't know if that's necessary, though. I, I, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but we also use uh, a lot of coriander, a lot of cumin, um, mustard seed. These are things we use most. And paprika. I mean, we're doing a lot of a lot of barbecuing outside, so I'm always paprika and uh, um, brown sugar. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Those are all good. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Uh, uh, my list is probably very similar. You know, I think the other thing, uh, other thing worth mentioning is oils, mm-hmm. um, your olive oils. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like like olive oils, vinegars. You know, get some vinegars to play with. Balsamic's really good. Yeah. Is a uh, is, is something you can really you can really just add a dash to it and jazz certain things up. Sure. If you're making beans and you just have a pot of beans, add some balsamic vinegar to that. Right. Can really change the character. Um, and something that I've really been getting into to help things out, sauces and that sort of thing, is Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Right? Did I say that right? Uh, close enough. All you English folks <laughs> out there. Close enough. I Worcestershire. Think people, I think people understand. Yeah. Um, soy sauce. We use Bragg's oh, amino sauce, acids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apple cider vinegar. This can go on and on. It can. You know, I think <laughs> I think the main thing here is definitely, you know, you know, find some seasonings, but you you want to have some. You definitely want to have some different spice packs around, um, whatever you feel comfortable with, and whatever you want to start with. But you know, have just you know five or six or seven things gets yourself some 
some you know a couple different vinegars and don't be afraid to play with these things mm-hmm. you know yeah and also don't be afraid to buy whole seed spices right so one thing we didn't mention that we probably should have are grinders as in like a coffee grinder oh yeah that's a great one yeah so yeah. if you could buy whole spices and you can grind them fresh it can really change a dish sure and you can also do fun things like roast your spices, let them cool, and then grind them. Right. Really changes the complexion of whatever you're cooking. Absolutely. With. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime I make, you know, my jerk, it's definitely all, everything's getting ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a good one. Nice. Good point. All right. Good point. Cool. Okay. So uh, those are our kitchen essentials. If uh, If we left anything out that any of you people of you listeners think that we missed we apologize um but use the go to our relishpod.com you people that's hard all right how about you why don't you take it you take this mark <laughs> no, no, start there you were doing good you were okay doing really well. yeah all right <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that concludes our episode on our kitchen essentials. Uh, if we missed anything, please contact us. Go to the talk to us button at relishpod.com and let us know what you think. Yeah, that, that's a great button. It's there for, um, for previous episodes or if, there, if you have some interest in a recipe or want to throw some ideas out at us, um, you know, give us some information and let's see what we can come up with. Yeah, we want this to be interactive. So send us some things. Send us uh, send us your recipes. We'll try anything out. Right. We're ready to go. Let's make this happen. Right. So, you can uh, also follow us at uh, Twitter, uh, at Twitter at relishpod.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 At relishpod. At, at, just at relishpod. At relishpod. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So, hey, Mark, I want to plug the restaurant a little bit, um, Giuseppe's in Frostburg. Um, I was just there last week, and I had one of the best pizzas I've ever had. You're well, doing thanks. this uh, You're doing this farmhouse pie that is just full of delicious cheese, and you had, you had farm-raised sausage and your very own fire-roasted tomatoes right. on there. Yep. It was yeah, we, cha- we, we changed that pizza daily depending on what, what, what's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you caught it at a good time. Those tomatoes were pretty good. They were delicious, yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using a lot of lots of local cheeses, things that come off Firefly or uh, mm-hmm. uh, High Country Creamery out of Grantsville. Yeah. 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 So where spring is in full swing around here, um, so farmer's markets are happening. Or oh, yeah. They're starting to open up. Yeah. you yep. starting to get some nice farm produce. We are. Yeah. Yeah. The greens are heavy right now. Um, soon we'll be followed by some, some good vegetables. A uh, lot of a lot of great greens right now, lettuces and stuff. Oh my yeah. gosh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you know, every week, every day, more things are coming in. Something you know. New. Yeah. Right. So our our garden here is going well. Yeah, you guys have a nice garden, right? Got all our peppers in, all our tomatoes in. Everything's looking really good. We've had so much rain, and then finally this week we're going to get a lot of sun. So everything's really going to start popping. Sure. And this is uh, this is the year of the hot sauce, Mark. So okay, it's going to be great. Excellent got some time to wait though okay now for our next episode we're going to talk about easy meals where the whole family can chip in mark you want to give us a little uh, preview of what you have in mind 
Well, I think we're probably going to try out some uh, shrimp beef or perhaps some chicken fajitas. Mm. Uh, of course, we're going to do those in the cast iron, maybe <laughs> outside on the uh, big green egg, perhaps. Uh-huh. Uh, probably also going to maybe roast or grill chicken. Yeah, great. And then turn that in some chicken salad. A couple, a couple other things perhaps going to cool. peek through. Yeah. I'm going to get into the crock pot and uh, maybe a, a little uh, Greek casserole. And nice. uh, to end, uh, we're going to work on a little bechamel sauce. Nice. So it's going to be good. Shout out to RTL Productions, who makes this all happen. So until next time, I'm Tim Gallagher. I'm Mark Witt. And this has been Relish. Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. <laughs>